During the last episode, we talked about how to deal effectively with conflict. And during this episode, we're going to talk about how we can turn problems into opportunities. Now, it's inevitable, isn't it, in our lives that we are going to deal with problems. And I heard an expression years ago, and it said, problems are to the mind what exercise is to muscles. It can actually make us stronger. And I think that is so true, isn't it? I know from my own experience of dealing with problematic situations, how they've helped to be able to, to create opportunities. In fact, the Chinese symbol for opportunity and crisis and danger is exactly the same. What's right. your view on that, Vince? At the time we encounter any problem, we very rarely say, oh, great, another problem, and rub our hands together with glee. At the time, they always seem a lot of hassle. We can deal with them effectively if we have a set of strategies in place. I said a couple of episodes ago about learning from past experiences, trial and error, so that the learning points are often our mistakes and errors. If we sail through life getting everything right, one day we will come up against something which we're totally unprepared for because we've had no learning experiences. Mm. Problems and solving them can only seem worthwhile in retrospect. When we're going through them, they are just a lot of hassle and trouble, aren't they? Yeah, certainly. <laughs> and there's a great word, I love this word, it's called probatunities. I believe it was used by the guy who invented the post-it note, <laughs> um, and, but I came across it a while ago, and it's about taking the word problem and the word opportunity and creating this kind of like hybrid word, probatunity. And I'm going to share with you a really interesting um, example I had of putting this to the test a few years ago, because I was actually diagnosed out of the blue, it came as quite a shock, and I suppose you could say it was a bit of a problem, um, with a heart tumour. And I actually had to go and have open heart surgery at the Bristol Heart Institute. And it was quite an incredible experience, really, because when I came to high as a kite on morphine, I started playing this game in my head called the probatunity game. So every kind of negative thing that was happening to me, I think I must have conditioned my mind so much to take problems and turn them into opportunities. This is what I was actually doing in my kind of recovery condition. And I actually had some, some very surreal thoughts, I can certainly say. But I know that that mindset of being able to flip problems, anything that's problematic, and think about, okay, so these might be the cons in the situation, but let's flip it over and see what the opportunities are, can be really, really helpful for helping you to, to deal with situations. And I certainly think it's certainly a great investment into your own personal resilience. I mean, have you had an opportunity to, to be able to embrace opportunities? About 10 or 11 years ago, I had a stroke. One thing I discovered was it changed the way my brain works. There is this thing called neuroplasticity. The brain can physically change when it has to adapt to illness or injury. It finds new pathways and makes new connections. And I think that's what happened in the immediate aftermath of my stroke. So I found, for example, that I was a much better writer. I found that I developed a much more left field imagination. And I, I love that part of me. The thing I've lost, for example, is I'm perhaps not as sociable as I used to be. I keep to myself to myself more, but I find that that's better because I value my own personal space more rather than having to always be there for other people. You know, the bizarre thing is, and I know this might be controversial, I'm glad I had the stroke. 
because, okay, it's easy for me to say because I haven't come away with sort of limb dysfunction. I don't slur my speech and I can still communicate. But I'm glad that I had the stroke in the way I did because I think it brought changes to me, which I would never have actually even considered, which I've now learned to embrace. Yeah, I, I can second that. I think, you know, certainly my own personal experience of, of going through the the open heart surgery and the experiences that I've had from that, there was a lot of opportunities. I mean, my goodness, I embrace every single second. I used to go through my life at breakneck speed and not always stop and, and smell the roses. So, mm. um, you know, and it does equip you, doesn't it, to, to be able to deal with, with it, problematic situations. It made me change career because mm. I was a journalist. I was a broadcast journalist and I was working in a newsroom where you have information coming at you from all directions at different times and you have to multitask and process all this stuff. And the downside was that I found I could no longer do that. But... I moved into teaching because it's, I think it's much more linear. A lecture has a beginning, a middle and an end. And I love it. Actually standing in front of a class and passing on your knowledge and engaging with a group of students. I would never have done that if I hadn't had this brain injury. I would have just trundled along in the same old job, getting increasingly dissatisfied. We talked uh, in an early episode about enforced change. Well, there is an example where change was enforced it initially seemed like a problem but I think I'm a better person for it yeah so how we embrace problems is key because I think occasionally people will go to you know when they're faced with a problem they go to the past don't they and they start thinking about all the associated things Mm. that are negative in the past and start to sort of like you know ruminate we need to be able to draw the line let go of negative experiences and focus on on the positive learning and I think we also need to be careful when we're dealing with problems that we don't take out our imaginary crystal ball and start to awfulize and catastrophize about all these terrible things that could happen um, because we start to get anxious and and we start to to worry about things so also using mindfulness being in the present moment being aware that the only thing we can control is the here and now and and having a good set of problem solving abilities you know a process that we go through when we solve problems so that we can embrace them more confidently because I think confidence has a lot to do with our approach to dealing with problems too do you agree? It's interesting what you said about the crystal ball because it made me realise that often we do try and look in our crystal ball and think that's the solution, that's the point I've got to get to, where in fact it's not necessarily. Mm. And then we beat ourselves up because we don't. it's impossible to get to that solution and we miss an alternative. So yeah, in terms of over-focusing on the solution, think about the journey mm-hmm. rather than the destination because the destination might not be where you think it is. And certainly in modern times, it's really important to be able to deal with problems because according to the World Economic Forum, complex problem solving is number one skill at the top of their, you know, what skills are needed for the 2020s. So being able to deal with with problems and have a good set of skills is is key. That's an interesting point about the complexity of problems that we face. Uh, And it's an age old strategy but it still holds true today is breaking it down into more manageable problems if you like and then sort of building up to resolving the whole issue or solving the whole problem sometimes we can be faced with a problem and we just are like rabbits in the headlights yeah and you just deal with it you know one step at a time 
and eventually you will get there. And it is that marginal gains, isn't it? Or, or what's that expression? You can't eat a whole elephant. <laughs> so, you know, not allowing ourselves to be overwhelmed, being able to break the problem down and being able to look at how we, we can navigate, I guess, some of those situations. It's making me think of um, the film Apollo 13, you know, where they had that explosion on board and then they had to get back with running out of fuel and running out of oxygen and running out of life support and obviously you're out stranded in space what bigger problem could you get and I remember this scene where they just said okay let's work with what they've got on board and then the next scene is the NASA staff emptying all these boxes onto a table and it's all the bits and pieces that they will have on board and they use those little bits to be able to manufacture, for example, they, they manufacture a scrubbing device which removes carbon dioxide from the, the air they breathe out using a ring binder and a pair of socks. And I always thought, that's incredible, isn't it? The big problem is, what are we going to do? But the solution there is in all these everyday objects that they've got in front of them. Yeah, And that creativity, you know, having a creative mindset where you can explore and, and innovate is so important for helping to navigate problems too. Problem solving isn't about seeing something that no one has seen before. It's about seeing something that is there in front of us, but no one has appreciated. You know, it's not about coming up with some magical solution. Often the, the, the solutions to any problem are part of our lives already or uh, in the environment around us. It's more manageable than we often think it is. Yeah, manageable chunks. Mm. So based on your experience of problem solving, what would you say are your top three tips? My first tip is don't panic. Sometimes the scale of a problem can seem insurmountable, but it's amazing what you can achieve when you break it down, as I've just said, you know, using the... Apollo 13 example that you can use bits and pieces and things in your life that are already there to resolve a problem. The second tip is don't overfocus on the solution. Don't think that is the solution I've got to get to because it might not be and you might end up somewhere totally different which might in itself still work. The third tip I kind of think I'm sorry if I'm going to steal one of yours is you know a, a problem is an opportunity. Sorry if that leaves you with one less, but I think that's a great tip. <laughs> so I'll reiterate that one then. So my first tip is to be able to see every problem as an opportunity as well. So create that balance and to be able to um, explore what the flip side is. The second one is about being creative. You know, I think it's an opportunity to use our creative mindset and to explore the possibilities. And the third one is to see problems as exercise for the mind because they can actually make you stronger. And what are we talking about in the next episode? So in the next episode, we are going to be talking about what I consider to be the most important part of resilience because that is all about how do you look after yourself? Something we don't do enough of. Absolutely.